State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey everyone, it's our favorite time of the year here at the Black Effect. We're heading to Atlanta for the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival, and we're not going alone. Nissan is back as our partner, and they're continuing their Pitch Your Podcast Lounge at the festival, where you'll have the opportunity to pitch your podcast idea live and share it with the Black Effect team. So get those podcast ideas ready. And remember, you can count on Nissan to dial up the thrill in your adventures, no matter where life takes you. Visit blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. What's up, family? It's your girl, Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of Street Politicians, the, the place, place where, where the streets and politics, politics meet. meet. How you doing, my son, Lennon? I am blessed and highly favored Queen, Ma- Queen Mallory. Well, thank you. I have two unqueenly broken nails that need to be fixed. And so that is the big topic of my day. If you know anything about women and our nails... And all the other things that we put together, having two broke at the same time, oh, that's, it's a crisis. Everybody, I've had conference calls about it today. I've had to, 
I've had, I'm on a text thread. We were discussing how it could be and what did I do and what, you know, so that's, because they're not supposed to just break. So, you know, this is, this is a real, this is a real thing for me today. Well, I'm praying that you make it through. <laughs> I'm struggling, but I'm struggling, but I'm still here. I'm still here. Look, we have a, a great guest today that is going to take up some time and even on us so much about trying to keep our, you know, talking uh, concise. And so I want us to get to the guests quickly, but I do want to say that when Kanye is right, Kanye is right. And we on this show have been very critical of Kanye's actions and his behavior. And I still feel the same. I haven't changed. I still feel that it is a form of harassment um, uh, and, you know, I'm just not cool with a lot of what I have seen him doing, but I do understand, um, and, and support this issue around his relationship with several brands. Now I can get to the Adidas thing in a second, but I'm going to start not with that. He said something else that I thought was even more powerful. And I think the number was a hundred million. I think that's what he said that he moved like $100 million of his money to Chase Bank. And he said, whoever facilitated, you know, probably a manager, a financial manager, whoever facilitated that money moving, still to now, he has not had a call with Jamie Dimon, who is the CEO of the bank. And I said, now I, I, I can understand why that's a problem. That's a big problem right there because I'm sure other $100 million clients, the president of the bank calls you. In fact, you got his FaceTime. cell phone you number. You got a FaceTime. They go FaceTime. Yeah, you got a cell phone number. In the event that there's any issue, you don't got to call John, Lee, you can call me directly. And so when I read that, I said, okay, I see where there's some frustration. On the Adidas side, I went and I did some research because, you know, I want to know. I see a lot of Black folks supporting because at first, I, when he was talking about they changed the color of his shoes, I was kind of like, well, why would they do that? And then I realized that what he's saying is that they move forward with production for new colors and, you know, new whatever styles or what have you. And he did not approve it. So I see that as being a problem, too. But then I was talking to some folks and I don't know how true this is. So I'm just gossiping, which is, you know. We have to be careful about. And I was talking to some folks, and they said that um, that that he that there's been many planning meetings that Kanye has not participated in. Now, I don't know if that's true. Again, I am I do not know if it's true, but that's what they said that there have been planning meetings that he has not participated in. He has not shown up. Now, when I look at the way in which he currently is going through, what anybody everybody could say. Oh, you know, nah, y'all are, you know, just being critical and Kanye is whatever. He's a genius. He is a genius. And I agree with that. But that does not mean that he's not having a mental health crisis right before our eyes. And in fact, what we know is that white supremacy and this system will cause you to have a breakdown. So I'm not trying to say that I think all of it is his fault. Or he's just some horrible person. But I think that he needs to really get some serious help so he can get him, himself centered, right? He may need our next guest to talk to him about getting centered. So I just wanted to say that 
when I saw the part about the bank, I, I know that's got to be frustrating because you, you, you know what I'm saying? That's, and, and for some people, because they don't really deal with a lot of money in their mind, it's like you just in the bank, like every nine. If I bring you $100 million, I'm not just supposed to get a call. I'm, you might pull up to my house. And I get it. They probably have billionaires. Well, I'm sure they do at Chase. But still, $100 million is not some little dust on the table. And when I saw that, I said, he's going through a lot of different things, a lot of different things. And it all goes back to the same point that without his mother, it's just real hard. I, I think for me, right? And I've been critical of Kanye. I think Kanye is one of the, the greatest artists of all time, creatively. You know, a lot of his antics and things that he do, I don't agree with. And I think that is a, and that is why he's having these issues in in business and personal life, right? You know why? Because people will celebrate when you erratic. People they call it genius when you run around and you and you got on a mask and you wearing the same clothes for 50 days and you blurting out everything your whole don't life. don't know if those are the same clothes. He might be well, they, well, they look like it. I just know okay. that they look old. They don't really look, it doesn't look like he's, you know, groomed. When, when you just don't look professional, when you're just moving around and you look like you're scattered, you don't seem as if you're organized as a professional. When you don't look professional, right? People will treat you like you're not professional. So what happens is with the same thing that we celebrating him for and people is, oh, Kanye just does what he wants and all of that, that doesn't fit into corporate America, right? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, because these people have board meetings, they have, they have agendas, they have quotas, they got to admit, they, they have times. And they will steal your shit. Yeah, if you ain't on it, they exactly. will steal and, your and, shit. And this is with the problem. So because Kanye is, is, is boisterous, he's loud, he's going to say when something has happened to him, it doesn't stop it from happening. Right. Mm -hmm. It doesn't stop corporate America from saying, fuck you and your hundred million. We're going to do what we got to do. We don't really care. The, 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 the CEO might say, yo, I don't even want to in, engage in that. Mm -hmm. You know, the way I live my life and all that with Kanye, the, with the, the representation that he gives to the world is not something that I want to engage in. But then he shouldn't take his money in his but name. They, but they don't have to because you were, the thing is, you didn't request that before you put your money in there. Right. You didn't say in order for me to put my hundred million dollars in your bank, I need to speak to the CEO of this bank. I need to have I need the, the, the phone number. Right. You you assume this. You didn't you didn't make no request. You didn't demand make these demands prior to you. You just said Chase is where you wanted to go. You you put your money in a white man's bank and they treated you like a nigga. Unfortunately, that's what happened. And this is what we're having, right? You you went to the white man's company, you said, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this 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 um partnership with the white man, another white man who at some point realizes it says to itself, they don't really need you, right? They utilize you, they suck up your resources, and that's why. Shout out to Diddy. What he said the other day is that his, you know, his uh, mission, he realized his mission three years ago was to make, to do whatever he can to help black people and, and, and ultimately help everybody because when everybody is equal and everybody has the same 24 hours, and you know, he quoted God's work. Shout out to me for being the first person to coin that phrase, but that's what it's about. So when we start doing, when we start doing business, with white, rich billionaire white people who got billions, and we think our hundred million matters to them, it doesn't. We and when they see we matter to yeah, and when they don't see you as competent, they start thinking that you're not competent. Competent is a good word, and we know, and that's it's such a difficult conversation because there'll be people who will watch this and they'll be like, Kanye is mad competent. He made the mad money. He's this and that third. 
No, Kanye is loved by the culture, right? So anything, anything that he does, he's a massive influencer. People are going to respect it. That does not mean that your back office business is being handled properly. And let me tell you why I know that. Because I went to see a movie and it's called The Woman King. And in The Woman King, it talks about if you want to be great, you have to be focused. And what we know is that there is no way you can focus properly on your business. And you, like you said, your professional business and life if you running around part, halfway, more than even halfway, harassing your ex-wife, trying to force her to get back with you, fighting, even, I'm talking about even, I, listen, hear me, hear me. I'm saying even if you're all the way in the right, there comes a time, not your kids, you fight for your kids forever, but you have to let go of situations that are toxic, that are harming you or another individual. You have to let go of that stuff so you can move on and be your best self and hope that maybe one day it'll be better or maybe I'll be better or you'll be better. But holding on to toxic situations and, and, and spiraling out of control, because why? Because as they said in, in The Woman King, while you're focusing on that, you can't possibly be focusing on the things that you need to be doing and giving it the type of attention you need. And guess what? Your kids are watching. The kids are watching. The people are watching. And the people you're in business with, they're watching too. So while you over here fighting and, and taking a truck full of dead roses to Kim's house and fighting with Pete on the thing and writing all kinds of crazy stuff and posting stuff, you know what they're doing? They saying, he's not focused. We're going to steal his shit. And over there, they working on taking what you have built and worked hard to create. So I think the lesson that we learn is not that Kanye is not great and he's not, he's all of that. But one, he's got to get centered. He's got to get centered. We all have to continuously remind ourselves to get centered. And two, you got to focus, bro, because you, when you got lots of money and power and influence and all of that, you got to watch your shit. You got to man the fort. I have to man my fort and I ain't got shit in comparison. And I have to man my foot. And to your point, in the same video with Puff, what did he say? I'm losing my mind. I got so much going on. I got so many things, projects, different. That. I just heard Coach Stormy say the other day, somebody last night, she was on live and somebody said, don't you want to do X, Y, Z business? She said, I can't. I can't do nothing else that I have to manage for myself because I got too many things going on and I'm trying to pay attention to everything. So how the hell is she going to do all of that? And then at the same time, be outside in the street fighting with the boyfriend and running it's no way it's no way you gotta focus if you want to be great go see the woman king because that shit is bad to the bone and that's my thought of the day go see the woman king because it's bad to the viola davis <laughs> viola davis you know i love angela bassett Oprah as an actress, Whoopi. I mean, you you name the black women. Obviously, Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett. You you name them. We got black people got so much talent. There's so many. But but Viola, while she's been high on my list, she just went up another level. When y'all see the woman king, it's two days. We got two days. It's coming out in two days. When you see the woman king. Your life is going to be changed. If you 
ready, if you're looking for change, if you're looking for inspiration, if you're looking, if you're listening to yourself and you show up at that movie, like, give it to me so I could go outside and do something, The Woman King is for you. Mm. Well, you know what? I thought the movie came out. I've been trying to find it. I was online trying to find it. I'm Googling it. I'm trying to stream. I'm trying to do everything. That was like two weeks ago. As soon as I seen like the previews for it, I was like, this is something I need to see. Friday, Friday, Friday. I heard her talking about it and saying how she got conditioned and all. I was like, damn, this is something I want to see. So definitely going to make sure I see that movie. Now we have our topic of the day. You know, and my topic of the day just, you know, it's not something that I come to lightly. You know, over the last week, I've seen so many instances where young black kids are being abused in school. You know, there's one on my page, they have a assistant principal who pushes a young autistic man, young boy, pushes him with with so much force that he falls to the ground. Then there's a bus driver who pushes a little kid and a young girl, just talking to them crazy, like just manhandling them. And then there's another case where a young boy, he looks like he's about four or five years old, if that. He was grabbed by his neck. He had nail prints in his neck. The mother said the day before that he had bruises and scratches on the back of his ear where he said that that they had um, twisted his ear. You know, and and, in all these situations, the people had denied it. The principal had lied and said that the young boy pushed him and assaulted him. Mm. And if it had not been for the camera, they would have been saying that this kid did something. And this is, and you know what's crazy about this? I've experienced this. I I remember I always speak about my third grade teacher, Mr. Tucker, who was probably the meanest person I ever had in my life. He was very rude and disrespectful. (laughs) He told me that I'd be dead by the time I was 18. He used to grab me and squeeze me and curse under his breath and spit. He was just like, I never, I've never met, you know, at that point is when I started to scare, be scared of white people. That man made me scared of white people. And he did that to me one day and he grabbed me and then he sent me to a psychologist where I had to sit in the psychologist for about two months until they just said it was nothing wrong with me. And I just used to beat the psychologist in chess every day. And, um, and then he decided he was going to let me, you know, just release me and said, you know, there was no issues with me. But I, that psych, they was wrong. <laughs> that psychiatrist, <laughs> boy, they, they could have got you and fixed it. No, I'm just okay. Yeah, okay. But anyway, you know, and, and that's what the, the topic is. Are, are our kids really safe in school? You know, we, we sending our kids to school. You know, we say, oh, we don't need them in the streets. They need to be in school. We need to be in school. But are, are our kids really safe, especially young black kids, black and brown kids? Are they really safe in school? You know, we all have our situations. Like you, you've expressed how in Catholic school, you were treated like trash as a black the girl. Black, the little black girl, the little darkie. That's how they treated me. You know, and I, I, I've had minds. I've watched. My sister go through like I've watched so many different things, you know, and I'm very intentional about what I what goes through my kids. You know, that's one thing I could say that me and Angelique do as parents for our kids is that we go to schools and we're very intentional. Whenever they say something's going wrong or they did something, we're not just saying, oh, okay, 
Nah, we want to know. We asking our kids what happened. We getting full. We 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 having conferences. Like we want to know what's going on. I think parents have to be very very intentional about the way that we are watching our children, the way that we are questioning, the way that we are questioning everything that's happening. You know, we got to be on top of it. Parents. I just want you to know though that kids being abused in school has been going on, like you said, since probably schools open. To your point, it's now cameras that is exposing how kids are being beaten in school. But it has been going on. And I would modify the topic for today. <laughs> Do you want to know what I would make the topic? Who, who would you make? The topic is fine. But I would modify it to say, dear adult, know that somebody going to kill you about their kids. That's what I would make the topic of this show. Dear school adults, administrators, teachers, counselors, lunch ladies, bus drivers, whoever you are, just know somebody is going to kill you about their kids. That is, that's, it is very, very, because if you knock the wrong person's child down, people don't have it all. You know, yeah, what I mean? like already they, they don't have, they don't. They don't have it all. The lady in my video said it. They was like, did you, have you spoken to the teacher who did this? She said, if I had seen that teacher, it wouldn't be us speaking. It's not for nothing to it speak ain't, It ain't nothing to talk about, man. We it's coming people, with us. And in this time that we're living in, when people have really, are really, really touched, I would be careful about people's kids because folks might show up at the building and do some things. Now I'm telling you, it's this is it's not and yeah, about mine's about mine's I'm willing to do whatever needs to be done. So I know I and I tell that. you another thing, and I'll tell you another thing. Brothers and sisters of children might hurt you about that. I'm I'm serious, like I'm serious. These people who think they could just be slamming, slapping, doing whatever. I would really think twice about that because somebody will really seriously hurt you and possibly take your life about their kids. Now, we as parents have a responsibility to get little out of control Johnny together too. That's okay? right. And little sassy mouth Lisa, who thinks she could just do like they like, <laughs> like we said about, which we'll talk about later. I'm sure you're going to talk about it. Um, the the guy the girl jumping in the guy's face and damn near fighting him. We gotta be careful about that too because mm -hmm. it, it 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 could get you hurt. But I'm just saying, every people are going through some mental disability. I mean, not mental. What do you call it? Mental destable. Dis, what what's the word I'm looking for? You know, I'm always trying to find mental. They having some challenges. That's what they having. Okay, it's, they got some issues. They got some problems going on. Things things ain't. Play so listen, give us. That's the topic of the day. Give us your input. Do you think our kids are safe in school? Do you know that somebody might whoop somebody's ass in school? Give <laughs> us your comments. Let us know. You What's know, your experiences like your with experiences the kids? If you had Especially since being back after COVID. What is this year going to look like with kids not even really being all the way in the flow? And now we really are back to school. What's it going to look like? So now let's go to our guests. You know, we can keep talking about this topic. Make sure that you give us your comments. But we got a great guest. So let's bring home.
Hey, everybody, this is Carrie Champion, and I'm here to announce that the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards on April 27th. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with your Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event you want to be at. You don't want to miss it because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get Mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make Mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. 
Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. That's how we own it. So today, you know, we've been saying it's a special show every week, my son. Uh, every week it we is. Say every it's week is special. special. It has been special. It really has been. And I'm really, I really appreciate the new uh way that and shape that the show has taken since you became the boss. I love that you're the boss. You if you would like to have any other boss positions. You can have them over any of the other things that we work on because, you know, you're, you're doing a good job. Uh, but today we are joined by a guest that is like no other uh, guest that we've had on this show. And we've had some incredible people. Uh, but this sister, I think all everyone that we've ever interviewed would agree that she rises to the level of being one of the most sacred and important women of our culture. Uh, and at this time, I tell you, getting yourself centered getting ourselves healthy and being ready for the battle, the warfare that is against us every day is so important. If you don't know this sister, you need to go, whoever you are, you're listening, you're watching, run. Don't walk, run. Google's your friend. Google's your friend. Well, sometimes Google's your friend because Google right now says some things about me that's just not true. But, you know, (laughs) Google, Google this sister and also not just Google, go to her website, learn more about her order products, follow the regimens, get your life together. Now, some of you uh, went through several weeks with me on my Instagram page where Kepra Kearse was there every single week doing her uh, her health and, well, but actually she was covering the chakras as I think that y'all, chakras, something, y'all gonna explain it, say it right for me later. But she was covering some really important health tips talking about women's uh, reproductive system. And, and her mentor is the great queen of fool who is joining us today. Let me read her bio. Now y'all know this would be one of the first times that on street politicians, we actually read bios because we usually tell you you're going to learn about the bio as we're interviewing. But this woman deserves uh, us to give her the respect of reading about her accomplishments. And I'm sure this is only just a, a tad bit. So Queen of Four has over 40 years experience as a holistic health practitioner and wellness coach. A pioneer in the green foods movement, Queen of Four is the author of six books, the creator of Heal Thyself product line, and the CEO of Queen of Four Wellness Institute. Queen of Four has devoted her life to fighting the overwhelmingly high rates of hysterectomies, uh, fibroids, 
hypertension, and other diseases. Queen of Fu's renowned 21-day detox and rejuvenation program has been clinically tried and tested in partnership with medical doctors to show proven results in lowered blood pressure, decrease in medication dosage, and weight loss. Queen of Fu's Heal Thyself product line is a well-rounded collection of eight handcrafted herbal teas and supplements that support customers on their journey to wellness. She is the founder of Sacred Woman, a, right, a rigorous rites of passage program for adult women that is taught internationally. Thank you so very much for joining us on Street Politicians today, Queen Afua. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure, indeed. Thank you. The pleasure is all ours, Queen. You know, she said many of the things, and I mirror everything that she said about what it is that you mean to our culture. Mm -hmm. The first question I want to ask is, how did you become this iconic, this, this figure, like, like every time you hear your name or you see you, it's, it's always in a light that's so high. Like what, what mm -hmm. made you want to do what it is that you do? Well, as a teenager, I was extremely sick, um, age 16 to 17 years of age. I was a chronic asthmatic. I had eczema from head to toe. I had hay fever that was chronic. I had chronic bedridden PMS, headaches, mood swings, all that was happening as a teenager in the 60s. That's when I woke up, it was 1969. And in that era, we had our freedom fighters, Angela Davis and Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and others. And they had they impressed upon me um, liberation, including my father and my mother. Uh, my father was a Garveyite. But in that time, I was extremely sick and I went on a healing retreat that I knew nothing about holistic health. I knew nothing about vegetarian, vegan lifestyle. And on that retreat, I went and the asthma kicked in. I was in nature. Now, nature is our friend, but I was so sick that nature was cleaning me out and I didn't understand what was happening. But the asthma kicked in. I did not have my medication. And I asked from my inner spirit, what do I do? Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I don't know what, what, what to do. I don't have my medication. I don't know the people that I'm with. And I heard an inner voice for the first time, eat grapefruits, lemons, and oranges. And I realized that was my first formulation. And if I was in the cafeteria where I dropped my suitcase. I looked to the left and, it, and I saw a bowl of fruit and there were grapefruits and lemons there. And I took the lemons, I took the grapefruit, I took some rose hips herbal tea and I drink water. And throughout that day, I was drinking water and taking these fruits. I did not know I was going through a detox. But I heard someone that just sparked my soul, and that was Dr. Johnny Moore. He's now an ancestor, a master herbist for over 50 years, and he was talking about the miracles in the plants. And mm -hmm. I was taking in plants at that time. I sat in from a fireplace that night because I couldn't lay down because my lungs would have collapsed. So I had to sit up with pillows behind me and just sleep. When I woke up the next day, I went through a detox. Mucus came out. I went in the bathroom. Mucus came out of my nose, my mouth. And then an hour later, the asthma stopped and the itching stopped. And the, my eyes were red, the whites of my eyes was red and they turned white. My mind shifted from stress to peace. I came out of that bathroom and I looked to my left and there was a book on the table, Dick Gregory Cooking with Mother Nature. I picked up that book. That was my beginning of my healing. And from that point on, everything that I learned on, on that retreat at 16, 17 years of age, I'm doing it now. 
herbology, fasting, cleansing, vegetarian lifestyle. I became a colon therapist, a polarity practitioner, working with energy. I became a lay midwife. I saw a holistic health practitioner. So all that I needed to do was to heal myself. Mm. And once I healed myself, it was not my mission or my vision to help. I was an artist, but I, I got caught up in the rapture of wellness and healing, and I could not stop. I said, if I could get well, as sick as I was, and the doctor told my mother, your daughter should live in a glass house. She's allergic to everything. But I really wasn't. I just need to clean up and detox myself from the dead foods and the fast foods and the flesh foods and all the things I try to encourage our people to do so they can gain control of their lives like I was able to gain control of my own. Wow. I mean, it's a powerful story. So you so you didn't come, I thought, you were going to say you came from this family that was super healthy and this has been passed down to you from generation to generation. And you're saying, no, this was your own journey that began at 16. Did you go back and help your mom and your family members as a result of it? Oh, I just, oh, well, you know, my family uh, from Louisiana on the mother they have one of the largest farms in Louisiana and they were, get, they were given a lot of accolades for their food. It was organic, all natural. Right. So my family are, are farmers, which I, you know, that's what we all must become in our backyards and our windowsills and our, our, in our community gardens. And so um, what I did with that healing, it took me two 21 day detoxes. And I cleaned up, I, I took my herbs, I took my healing baths, I did the juicing, I, I did the work. And then I looked outside of myself and I said, look at my community. You know, I was seeing my family wasn't well, my, my friends were not so well, and my community wasn't well. So you know what I did? I got on my bike and I'm a biker, still am a biker. And I got on my bike and I made a flyers up and I said, come to my home <laughs> or park mm. place and I will show you how to heal yourself. I know we're suffering from aches and pains that we don't have to live with. I know we have high blood pressure and diabetes and all that. And in my own quest of my self version of wellness, I was able to create a system. I started to create a system and I invited my whole community and one person showed up, but you know what? I was still fired up just like I am right now. <laughs> Two years ago, I excited about this well because I see nothing but holistic miracles every single day that we can gain control of our lives. So it was, it has been that journey. So when that one person came, we spoke for eight hours. We were so excited about our healing. And from there, I started to become a certified. I became, I became a lay midwife. I became a holistic practitioner. I became a herbalist. I had a mentor, which is Dr. Johnny Moore, to become a herbalist. And I started to walk this path. And I have been walking this path every single day, get through workshops, classes, consultations, seminars, to help our people to wake up. That the power to heal us and all our conditions, body, mind, and spirit, emotionally, economically, is inside of us. And when mm -hmm. we can clean up and raise our frequency, we'll be able to do insurmountable great works in our lives. Wow, that is just amazing. So after you, you know, let me rephrase the question. You've been doing this for a while. How long have you been doing it? Over 40 years of you? It's been 52 years. 52 wow. years, wow. <laughs> and you said that you witnessed so many holistic miracles. Um, what do you say is the, the first step? What do you think is like the first step into cleanse and, and really making that? Cause a lot of us, it's hard. We've been eating the wrong things yeah. for so long. We've been, and you know, intaking so many bad things. What do you think is the first step that you know you need to do? And, and, and that's going to be the process. It's going to start the process. Well, you need to say yes to your life. There's a gospel song that I just love. It's, it's the song is yes. And so just say yes to your life. 
write down what do you want to heal up in your life? First, you have to get clear. Is it mental? Write it down. I need mental healing. Is it emotional healing? So you don't get a jump off the cliff and have all these triggers everywhere. Write down. I don't. I no longer want to be triggered. Is it economic healing? You need prosperity to support your life force and your vision. Write that down. Is it relationship where you're upset with your mother, you're upset with your father, so you get these relationships as an adult showing up the same type of relationship. You want to end the war in in your home inside yourself. Write it down. Do you want to give it to the fibroid tumors? Write it down. You want to give it that high blood pressure and you lower your pressure. Whatever that you want to receive, you have to write it down. You have to describe it. That helps you get very clear. Once you get clear, then what happens is your frequency gets clear and then you start to draw in what you need. Everybody who's here right now hearing this, you are needing something. You need wellness. The first thing I do when I pick up my phone, I said, tell me, how can I best serve you? How can I best help you? And they tell me, and then I could pick it up. I know what needs to be done. I'll do an energy reading. But I always lead them as to how I was led. I was led to go on my 21-day detox years ago, and I created a whole method and a system of that detox. And I created a product line. And I created the product line um, designed around what's happened with my people. So in my pro- it's a 21-day Your Lifestyle Detox kit. In that kit, it covers 103 diseases. So you can, you know, check. You can call, go here, read a book here and be disjointed, or you can get into a system of wellness. Mm -hmm. And so I have, for example, most of our people want to change their lifestyle, but we're addicted. You've been eating flesh all your life. You've been eating junk food all your life. You've been eating foods that's causing your arteries, causing you to have heart palpitations and headaches. You've been eating a lot of dairy causing, causing fibroid tumors and cysts. These are things. We're eating a lot of meat, so you have cancerous cells. So you said, I, I, I want to change, but how do I change? It's in the blood. Our addictions are in the blood. You clean up the blood, you clean up the addictions. Addictions are also passed down generationally through bloodline, which your mother and father was eating in conception. They were eating, thinking, and feeling. You come into this world with that. And that is it's supported by marketing. <laughs> you keep eating the same poison. So you have to go through a process of detoxification mm-hmm. and which I'm a master at detoxification. So master herb was one of the formulas that's inside of my detox kit. Master herb are 13 herbs from echinacea to red clover to the dandelion. It purifies your bloodstream. So in 21 days, you're like, wait a minute, I didn't even have I only had meat once for the day or once for the you know, week. Or wait a minute, I only had fried foods and I used to eat it all the time, French fries, fried chicken, all that, and I only had it once for the week. So you start to see that you are detoxing. Mm. You're being kind with yourself. Another formula we have, you have pain. Most everyone pain on some level. If it's not the back, it's not the knees, it's the shoulder. It doesn't even have the age. And so you, I have a rejuvenation clay that you can put on those areas and pull out those the, the congestion because it's actually is a lack of nutrition. And mm-hmm. if you're eating a lot of sugar, you the sugar is eating away at the bones and joints, causing mood swings and arthritis. Sugar pulls, pulls puts in pain because it eats away at the bones and the nervous system. And when you put the clay on, the clay then nourishes. I have a breath of, this is all from nature. Breath of life, baby. Just, no, we use the breath, breath of life. life. <laughs> All right, you get an extra bottle for that. <laughs> As a gift. Yes, that, that, the breath of lie. life. I, I yes. live by that. Breath of no, life. No, well, I remember a few wow. weeks ago, a few weeks ago, my son was sick or not feeling well. And he was like, uh-huh. I gotta put you back. I'm looking for my breath of life. I can't, I got I can't, I don't know where it is. <laughs> I live by, I live by. It's in the family. I feel so grateful that you have it. That's a yeah. life, honey. Let me tell you when when the virus hit, 
Everybody was calling for that brother. And Dr. Bernard Sheridan said, listen, whatever you do, and me and Dr. Bernard Sheridan, we have been sister friends for the last 10 years because she actually did a clinical test in um, right in Brooklyn on 28 of her patients, my clients, because what was happening, she kept seeing, she kept asking her clients, so why are you better? I don't, what, what are you doing this different because your pressure's down, I could cut back on your medication. And they kept on saying, I went to Queen of Pool, I did a 21 day detox. And that happened so often that she, she told one of her patients, I've got to meet her. That patient connected us. I remember coming off at the elevator, Grace Family uh, uh, practice at her location, her clinic. And I walked towards her and she stood there with her stethoscope and her white lab jacket. And we embraced holistic health, embraced allopathic medicine. And we were working from that point. And so for one whole year, I did volunteer work at her clinic. Wow. And she had me to do every month. I did a workshop. I did a workshop on high blood pressure. I did a workshop on um, obesity. I did a workshop on kidney issues. I did a workshop on um, womb issues. I did 12. And she would tell me two weeks before, I need you to do a 90 minute workshop on these these uh, different issues. And then she would also at the nurse, her nurse's station, she would carry my product line. Mm. My green light, my clay, my breath. I said, am I in a dream? She is supporting me on this level and being mm. real. And so as soon as the workshop would be over, she they would say, well, what do I do, Dr. Sharon, about this or that? She said, we we'll just tell you, go, it's at, go right to the nurse's station and get what you need. And we did that for one year. After a year, I said, Dr. Shirley, can you now do what I need done? I'm a community service. She said, I'm ready. We did a clinical test. It was a very small clinical test because she volunteered. And not only did she volunteer, she brought four nurses in who believe in holistic health and well-being. Mm. And they all tested everyone as they were going through. So she puts her stamp of approval on. She said it's the highest level of wellness that she has observed. And so the, the workshops, I now have four master vegan chefs. Uh, we have the 21-day detox kit. And then I'm teaching every week on the city of wellness and the seven kitchens of consciousness. So I continue on with this work. She blessed me 10 years ago. I'm going to see her in Brooklyn on Thursday. We have a dinner date with her and Dinah Farr because the healing continues and the relationships continue to be healthy. So I'm grateful for that. Wow. You know, we were in uh, Africa in April. We mm -hmm. went to Ghana. We went to Egypt, Ghana, and Kenya. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, in Kenya. Wow. And in Ghana, we learned or yeah, we were reintroduced to what we already know, which yes. is that everything we need, everything we need, Tell we it. Have, everything. Everything. You know, we went to the botanical gardens. Mm -hmm. And in 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 this place, first of all, when we met the tour guy, we thought he was like some weird guy you know he was looked all like he, he was he thought he was a funny guy he ended up being he was funny he was hilarious he ended up being very funny but at first I was kind of like hey, ha ha it's not that you know me, mm -hmm. me in New York um and so after a while we got to know him and, mm -hmm. and how knowledgeable this young man was about every single tree yes and all the, the antibiotics the mm -hmm. all the things healing stuff yes. with this and deal you know any problem you had mm -hmm. everything was there and yes. I guess that is for me one of the things that I don't know if it's our I guess it's conditioning that we still believe that we need the medicine modern medicine or western medicine 
to heal issues? Where do people go? Because some people are like, okay, you're telling me that everything I need is there. I might not have the resources to pay for a class, but I don't think I do yet. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. we always say we don't have. And then later on, we figure out we actually have more than enough. Yes. Once you have a thirst for something. Mm -hmm. But where does a person just go right now to say, right now, I don't need to be eating this or doing this. Or my mama has high, you know, diabetes or whatever. What can we do as a family in the in the hood today? Well, my work has always been in the hood, so I totally um, know what is needed. Well, I have two books. Two books that for someone says I need to know something right this second. I said, okay, one book is Heal Thyself for Health and Longevity. It was written 35 years ago. It's really back to basics, all that you need to do to get started, the how to get started, what to do, the foods, the alternative foods, and you're trying to shift from white rice to brown or black rice, or you're shifting from sugar to agave, or you're shifting from um, fried foods to steam and bake. So I give you all the alternatives and how to get into this and how to set up a nutrition kitchen. So your kitchen is where you get your first level of power and you start making, you start doing healthier foods. That's how we teach it in our classes. Then that's the beginning. So I give you even recipes inside of that. Then mm. another book is Circles of Wellness. The Circles of Wellness, give, I have 12 circles, which I just spoke about. I said, these are all the things you need to do if you have high blood pressure. Okay, check. This is what you do if you have diabetes, you have aches and pains. Check. This is what you do for stress. And if you follow that, then that will take you to the next step. And then you might get a seven-day detox as a starter. Mm-hmm. You might get a tip. If you're going to get anyone who gets a seven or 21-day detox, I'm going to give you a free 10-minute tune-up. Okay? So if you call in for that, and I can pick up your frequency, I can know exactly what your issues are, and I can tell you just like that, and that will get you on your journey. Anyone within this week, if you get a 10-minute tune, you get you get your kit, I will do, I will service you in that way to get you on your path. And then from there, you start to feel better. The headaches leave, the stress leaves, your back problems are gone, your womb issues are lessened, you're not bleeding heavily. One of my major works is womb healing, womb wellness. And I do that with my daughter Sharice. We have a, we have a partnership, and that is womb care love. And in that womb care love, we do save our sister's womb. Do you know that? In 2000, when I first wrote the book Sacred Woman, City of Sacred Woman, it was 45% of Black women had fibroid tumors. Now, mm. 22 years later, 90% of Black women have fibroid tumors. Now, fibroid tumors often are leading to a hysterectomy. We're going down a plane that we don't even know we're going. And mm-hmm. so as a result, where's it coming from? The heavy bleeding and clotting. Check your menses. Is your menses six, seven, eight days or longer? That means you already have a fibroid tumor if you're 35 or up. All right. So you got to shift that menstrual flow. I'm seven days. Seven days. Oh. I've always been seven days my whole life. I know. And you know, that would be called normal, but that's, that is normal because that's the norm, but that's not optimal. So we've got to get optimal wellness because I know where you're going to go if you don't make the shift. But mm-hmm. what happens as you start cleansing, because I've taken thousands, thousands of women through sacred women, by the time they get to a season, the 11th, the 10th, 11th month, a week of their cleansing, I said, where was your menses when you started? Oh, six, seven, eight days, more clotting, bleeding, PMS, all that. And I said, where's your menstrual flow now? Oh, one, two, three days, any pain? No, fibroid tumor shrinking, all gone. So as you get on this journey, it's a season. You have to commit to a, a season, but commit to a day. Say, yes, I'm gonna start. Lemon water, start your morning. Have two salads today. Um, get a few avocados in. If you're gonna have fish, have some steamed fish. Get, your, get a pot of soup. 
you know, start, get, if you have a juicer, dust it off. If you haven't been using it and make some fresh juice. These are things you can begin to do at taking baby steps to get the bigger step because the bigger vision is to have optimal wellness, to clear the, the, the womb out of those issues. So you, you're going to get you, you're not going to get a 10 minute, you're going to get an hour session with me and I will lay out your whole life for you and I'm, send you our I'm womb care love kit. I'm you understand? Right. Because I've done this work so that I can give it. I do. I didn't do it so I can keep it for myself. I did it so I can serve and to give. And whatever level you're on, if you said I can afford twenty dollars, then that's a book. Or I can afford to invest because when you, in order to heal, you have mm -hmm. to be willing to invest time and energy, and then sometime some level of finance. And if you can devote yourself, then you don't have to suffer. Men are dying early and getting prostate cancer and erectile dysfunction. Forty-five years old. That's a problem. They don't know what to eat. They eat junk food, fast food, fried foods, late night, eat late night. Then the prostate gets heavy because the stomach is getting big and the stomach getting big because you're constipated. Then all that sits on your prostate. So you have erectile dysfunction. You're having a problem in your family. It's a whole thing that you have to do. And in terms of, I'm going to respond to what you said about it's our culture. You know, holistic health is African culture. And I coined it African natural lifestyle. So when I was writing the book and I was researching, I realized that aromatherapy, that's not new age. That's African life, Af African natural lifestyle. Uh, color therapy, African natural lifestyle. Chakra healing, African natural lifestyle. Um, hydrotherapy, healing baths, which I'm, uh, I'm up on that to de-stress yourself. African natural lifestyle. So everything that we look at as new age is all dates back to the beginning of time. African natural lifestyle. So if we embrace our culture, even if it was just to embrace some herbs to start cleaning up and building yourself back up, you are actually tapping into your culture and that is where your power dwells. And if you see your physician, continue seeing your physician. This is not a war between the physician, the holistic healer and the medical doctor. We're not gonna have that. You may continue because people feel nervous when they start with their well-being, And when they start, they're like, oh, you know, my doctor told me, well then yes. Which is how I do it is go ahead and do your natural living. It's a lifestyle, it's a shift in attitude and thought and indeed. Go back to your physician in a month. The physician will tell you what Dr. Sheridan would tell her patients after them seeing me. You know what? I see an improvement. Let's cut back on your medication. Come back another month later. Oh, I see an improvement. Now we're on our 12-week journey, right? And they'll say, wow, you are improving. We're going to cut you back again. One more 12 weeks in. You know what? I'm going to take off this medication. I'm going to watch them, see how you do, see how you profit. That's the rhythm. That's how it works. And I know that because I do it every day all the time. So, you know, if you do something for a long, long time, you master it. Mm -hmm. So I know I, when someone comes to see me for consultation, I know where they are, how they are. I'm going to tell you something just happened three days ago. I'm on my way to have a, a, a meeting. I'm going to go to Omega Institute to teach uh, with De uh, Debbie Brown, Women Who Heal. And um, we were about to have a meeting. I'm in the car. I don't have a lot of time. I'm trying to close out another book. And somebody called me, she said, my editor needs help. You know, it was help. She said, her assistant needs help. So I said, okay. Her assistant was, you know, we have monkey on our back. Sometimes a monkey on our back is sex. You're just going to go sex with anybody. Sometimes a monkey on our back is eating and everything in a body, in a body that is a temple. Sometimes a monkey on our back is having the last word and cussing somebody out when it's not even necessary. And all you're doing is stressing yourself and running your blood pressure. So they've got all these isms and all of this, these addictive states. So I said, can I speak to your sister? She said, she went to her sister. You could hear like, okay. She said, um, Peter's on the phone. 
Um, she wants to talk with you. She said, okay, kind of like an attitude, but I'm not even interested. I got on the phone. I said, honey, I'm so with you. Tell me what's going on. So she told me, I'm, I, I feel, you know, I'm stressing out and I got, and I'm addicted. I said, I am a master of addiction. So let's go there. I read her while I was in the car and I said, okay, this is blocked up and that's blocked up and that's blocked up. You know what I want you to do right now? Your sister's going to help you. I said, run the bath now. You got some Epsom salt, some Desi salt. She ran the bath, light a candle. So she'd get into her spirit. Mm -hmm. I said, she said, queen, I have the herbs. I have all your products here. I said, okay, put three cups of water in a hot pot. Put the master herbal in the pot. That's the echinacea and all of that. She put that in. I said, you got the breath of life? She said, you got the breath of life. While she's in the tub, get her in that tub quickly. While she's in that tub, give her the breath of life and follow that with some limes or some lemons. She took that in. She's in the water. I said, now, before she even got into the water, I said, you know what? I'm reading that you have five or six people that you're angry about, you're hurt about, you feel wounded about. She said, yeah. I said, could you name the one that's just the strongest, the heaviest pain? She said, um, she, did, she gave the name. I said, okay, we're going we're gonna to drop him out of your body in this one bath. Every bath is going to be dedicated to another person you're angry about. That bath is coming from our culture. We had a bath that would cover a whole city block. There's a whole piece on bad bathing. So she's in the water. She pours him out. She calls out his name three times. She gets permission to see what was my lesson here. She's addicted to him. And I said, okay, is he worth you taking him on again and again? And you get more depressed and you hurt yourself. And you want something to drink. She said, no, I have more value. I'm more impressed. Oh, I told her at the end, I said, the power to heal you is within you. And when she heard that, she just wailed and she cried a river of tears that he, and the next day we spoke again. Now this is just yesterday. We spoke again. I said, how are you doing? She said, I feel better. I was a 10, you know, you're 10 at the highest stress level. And now I'm a seven and I feel, I do feel better. I said, okay, now let's do another day of this, another round, another bath, another green light juice, another herbal tonic. And her sister took her through it. Now this is a third day and they're going to keep moving. So yeah. sometimes you need hands on walk all the way through all the way coaching. And sometimes all you need is one book to open up your mind because you heard about it already. Everybody knows about holistic health now. When that pandemic in everybody and their mother was getting some what? Some ginger or some uh, cranberry juice or vitamin C and D and all that. So everyone, this is the era that everyone is waking up now and they're mm -hmm. looking for wellness. They just have to know where to go. And I, and I also train practitioners. So I've trained over 100 practitioners. So if you can't see me, you can see others that work within within the sacred women movement or within the detox movement. Lord have mercy. This is this is enlightening because I'm I'm gonna get me some of this stuff. No, I, I have some I have some special for you. And don't you worry about it. you give you calling for your 10 minute tune up because you may I not take an hour with me. I need my tune up. I, I only need is 10 minutes. That's all I need. Tim and the brother don't want no more than 10 minutes, but a sister, we want details. Oh, we got a lot. I got you some my addiction, this, that, all kind of things hitting you. You on my street, you just driving up my road, like you <laughs> outside my house. I know my I'm knocking on your door. Come you on and open up your door. I got what you need. You on the suit. Um, <laughs> I know you probably wanted to ask a question, but they're giving us uh, in, in talking about the time, yes. so let me just jump in and let's talk about our vaginas because okay. vagina is very, very, very uh, important topic that does not get discussed enough. Mm -hmm. uh, I think people are really afraid to talk about vaginal health, um, mm -hmm. and a lot of women, as you know, hide their issues even from their partners because yes. they don't want people to know the itch, the burn, mm -hmm. the thing, the whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I know a, a lot of it has to do with what we eat, yes. drinking water, taking care of yourself. So do you have tips on that, especially oh, yeah. for the chronic 
bacterial. I have, I was able to get all of that under control. Thank yeah. God. Yes. Um, but there was a time in my life and especially while in a relationship with someone who mm. definitely not monogamous, if you will. Mm. And mm. so it created a lot of issues for me, but you know, that changed it got better. It's very, yeah. I was telling someone the other day, it's very common sense. It's not hard to know what's happening. You're yeah. doing good. You have sex, it gets thrown off and, <laughs> and then you can kind of narrow it down to a few things that have happened. So do you have advice for a woman who's sitting there and they're like, mm, I don't want to talk about it, but I'm going through it. You know, yeah. a cycle of yeast infection, bacterial infection, <laughs> uncomfortability. <laughs> Actually, um, every woman is going through something at some time. Either you, it just happened, you got over temporarily because it's happening again until you actually shift your lifestyle. You're gonna what you eat is what drops into your womb. It's already in your heart, and it drops into your womb, and it then tells the story. So we'd have to do some cleans. I'm gonna put everyone on this call. I think we could do a seven day. This is Monday. Let's do still Monday from Monday to Friday, and then. So I'm sending in a message and how you have improved in your health. So I'm giving four. Can okay. we do four things? Let's do it. Okay. Can you? I'm giving four things. I want you to let go for just seven days, and four things I want you to do to put into your lifestyle. Can we do the right. four four right quick? Four and four. Four and four. Okay. Take in and pad number one. What I want you to let go for just seven days is meat. Only have fish. If you or either the um, vegetable protein, which your beans, your peas, your lentils, your avocados, especially. So let's just work on that. Let's cut that back because that's causing a lot of the vaginal odor, the vaginal discharge and all of that. Dairy, number two. Mm. This is just seven days. Some can only do it three. Do what you can do. No oh. milk, no cheese, no ice cream, no butter. Just seven days. But if you want to have some almond milk or have some, I'll, you know, go into my book. Here, I, saw, I, told you, I teach you how to make some of your own milks yourself. So cut out the dairy just for seven days. But you want the calcium, have a vegetable. Well, I'm going to go on that on the other side. Okay, that's dairy. Meat, dairy, cut back or cut out. Number three, cut out the sugar because the sugar has you up and down mood swing. And it moves the body from an acid state to an alkaline. Well, right now, the body's in an acid state if you have womb issues. It has to get to an alkaline state. So badly, your vagina has become more alkaline. And with that, you cut out the sugar. Sugar eats away at the brain, the bones, the nervous system. And it keeps us into a, a mood swing up and down. You're good one moment and down the next. So if you want something sweet, let's be fruits. Let's do fruits. We're about to come into fall. So we got to get lifted up right now. Otherwise, we're going to go into fall sick and we're going to get sicker by winter. It's a clock. All right. So if you cut out the sugar and then just have your fruits right now, have your berries, especially the berry family. I've created a, a womb fruit julep in our seven day, 21 day um, detox kit, me and my daughter, the womb fruit julep. So taking blueberries, blackberries, strawberries, raspberry cleans out the bloodstream and it cleans out the, uter the, the uterus. So that's that's um, that's number three. And then number four, when six o'clock comes. I don't want you to eat anything, but just liquefy everything. You will drop a few pounds. You'll get your energy back up. Have your last meal at six o'clock. Do that for three to seven days and see which, how you wake up in the morning. Clear mind, clear heart, clear spirit, and a clearer womb. Now you do that. And what you'll notice in your next menstrual flow, just that one week of doing that work, your, your numbers of your... The bleeding will be one day less. There'll be less clotting. You won't have the vaginal odor. And you know, the higher your frequency, the more beautiful you become. That's the whole thing. 
You become ageless, beautiful, fantastic, energized with age. So you don't have to be afraid. Oh, I'm 30. I'm over the hill. No, that's not real. I'm 40. I'm over. No, no, that's not real. I'm 50. You're supposed to get, as you get older, get more fabulous and more in tune and more fit. That's my vision. That's how I see it for all of us. So those are four things you want to start letting go of, if you will, if you can, to whatever degree. Now, let's do four things I want you to add in. I want you to have two avocados a day. You say, well, I don't like avocados. Well, blend them into some, a cup of olive oil and make it a dressing and put your dill or your, um, your uh, spike or your cumin in it and put a, a squeeze of lime or lemon in it and you have your own dressing homemade. Simple. So have a, a salad every day, two salads every day. Have a fruit bowl every day. Have a green juice every day if you can. Either you make it yourself or you have somebody in the family who loves you want to make you juice every day. It could be cucumber for your nerves. It could be um, parsley for to uh, lose weight for the kidneys. It could add a half a turnip for the bones and joints. So I'm just giving you some combinations because food is medicine and everything that you eat heals you. And so if you take it in a liquid form, because our body's made of 75% liquid, it goes right to the bone, right to the wound, right to the nerves and all of that. And then the last thing is to liquefy is the key. 16 ounces of water and add the first glass of water, add two limes or lemons or cider vinegar, one or two tablespoons. Breaks up mucus and congestion in your womb and your lungs and your sinus and your head. So do that 16 ounces in the morning, water. 16 ounces in midday. 16 ounces as the sun is going down and 16 ounces before you go to sleep. So you're liquefying and you're flushing God right now. And you're letting go. And who, and you also, while you're drinking, don't you let go of him, her, them, and those. And mm. say, it's all me. Mm. My life is me. I have attracted who I am and it has magnified. And the more that you heal yourself in these next seven days, you won't be angry at everybody outside because you are being empowered. And know that you're being empowered. And so that's that is what I have to share with everyone. And and just know that you can save your woman. Don't be ashamed of whatever the issues that you're having, because most everybody around you is having some kind of issue. And it comes from our mothers, mothers, mothers. They all shame. Right. They don't tell you, and they don't even know what to do. But I know what to do, and that's why I teach the, the training. And for those who are in LA, I'm having something on Sunday. You can come right here and we're going to do a, a mini retreat. Just a handful of women can come. It's a mini womb care love retreat. And save our sister's womb is the theme. And I'll be giving you the tonics. I'll be telling you this is what you need to do. You'll walk out with your own womb care love detox kit. So for those women who want to be able to make a shift, now you can take a plane, you can take a bus, you can take a car. You can just get here. And um, I'm right here in LA. Tell us how folks get signed up for that. And then let's shift to this other conversation. Okay. Tell us how folks can get signed up with you. They, you said you can get a session, buy a book, find Queen of Four so you can get your life. How do you do that? <laughs> um, I'm just going to my website, uh, queenoffour.com, Q-U-E-E-N-A-F-U-A.com. And you can register right now and just come into the circle. When you leave the circle, uh, womb care, love, save our sisters' wounds. You will have enough information and inspiration to go help your mother, mm -hmm. to help your sister friend, to help your daughter, and to shift your life, your reality. And 12 weeks in, a month in, you're going to feel totally renewed. And, and inside of that, you'll attract healthy relationships. You want me to attract relationships? They got to go to this one and that one and this one and that one. Oh, no, because you're the bottom line. Once you get your health and your well-being, when they come to you, they're going to want to stay with you because you will give them longevity. Mm. I, I ain't got a wound, Queen of I ain't got a wound. I know, but you have a prostate, and you prostate. See, in relationships, 
if your mate is having womb issues, you're having prostate issues, but you can't tell. And by the time you figure it out, it's almost too late. Mm. The men start, they, they, heart attacks and strokes is, is the number one thing in our community for black men. It's not necessary just because just like we have a clogged womb, your artery to your heart is all clogged up with late night eating. That fried chicken that you like to eat, at least eat it during the day and have some lime water behind it. You know what I'm saying? Open soup. So you can clean that stuff out of you. So even if you want to eat everything that you want to eat, you can, but you have to then add other healthier choices in to flush that out and don't let that stay with you overnight and over days because it turns into a cancer. It turns into a prostate issue. It turns into pure premature aging. Okay, all of that. We have mm -hmm. also well, I'm, doing a lot, I'm doing a lot better, Queen of Flowers. You're doing better? Way better. I don't even eat fried food much. You're starting better to love food. yourself. You're starting you. to love yourself. You're taking care of yourself. We can yes. have this conversation all day, but we, I'm going to get my 10 minutes. It might turn into 20 minutes now, but we <laughs> want to talk good. about this issue with your family home. And yes. Kind of, kind of give us the, you know, what, what happened so that we can kind of understand what's going 964 on. 964 Park Place. It's, not, it's 964 Park Place. That is the house that um, the mayor, the governor, the congressman, the city council awarded me and um, and gave me plaques and certificates. And I have a, a Queen of Four Day. They did that twice. And then they acknowledged myself and my uh, three children, um, the first family of wellness at City Hall in Brooklyn. So we've been taking care of uh, as our family, our community for all some, since they were born. They've always been with me on the journey. So that is that house. That is the house that my father, um, purchased, um, you know, it's a, it's, the house has been with us for the last seven years. It's a family home. My mother and father, and I raised my children at home, my grandchildren at home. I got married in that home. So it's a, it's a family home and it's, a sta it's been a staple also for the community to come into. So that is, we're in litigation, so I can't talk about it much now, but what I want to say is that my house is just one house one house in a whole community in in crown heights seventeen thousand black folks black and brown people lost their homes in a matter of five to ten years this is it's, it's a it's something it's a it's a pandemic there's all kinds of pandemics and we all know with gentrification that there's a plan and so the real estate developers and all of that, they work together with the with the lawyers and the and the court system. It's it's a you can see the cesspool and how you can have your house taken from you. So that that we're in that process of um, striving to recover and reclaim our home. My mother's home. My mother's ninety eight years old, and uh, she's here with me. And and I want to get her into a home comfortable. My daughter's there, she's holding the fort and she's been fighting a great fight and I'm gonna speak with her next week. Um, but our, we're, what we're going through, we're the, we're the microcosm of a, a macrocosm where it is massive and our homes are being taken on so many different levels. Yeah. So the home to me is very sacred. And in the book, Sacred Woman, I put in, in the gateway, it's called Sacred um, Home, which is really sacred space. Hmm. And in that sacred space, our family has been rocked and, and spent seven years in the court fighting the battle. If I had not been doing holistic health, I would not be in my right mind. I can only imagine the families. One family, one sister spoke to me. She said, my family, we were fighting for 10 years. And in the process, both my mother and father passed away. It was so highly stressful. So it is a high stress level. And so people will learn from us 
what to do, what not to do. So we are, you know, in litigation, the lawyers are on, on the case and just, you know, pray for our family. Mm, definitely praying. I, wow. So you can't really talk about it. So I'm not going to really ask you many questions. I'll wait when she get off while I'll talk about it because I know stuff about it. So no, <laughs> I'll talk about it. But I think, you know, the main thing that you talked about just now is that this is an issue that is bigger than just Queen of Fools family right. home. Exactly. It's a problem where there are many people and particularly elders uh, whose homes have been taken from them all across New York and across the country, in fact. Yes. Um, you mm -hmm. know, it's happening in different places. And if you don't have the tools, which I think my son, one of our shows, needs to be bringing some attorneys on who are fighting for people like Queen Afua uh, to talk about the signs that you need to pay attention to and things that can be happening right in front of your face where they're basically yeah. swindling you out of your own home and you don't know it. Um, deed, you theft, know. deed theft, that's what it's deemed. Yeah, the deed theft, exactly. And there's some other <laughs> issues. It's not just that, there's a couple of things. So we will, uh, our commitment physically, mentally, emotionally, and all of that, we're going to be with you uh, immediate, and in fact, immediately following up from today's um, taping of, of our show we're going to make our appointments. So we're not going to wait till tomorrow. We're going to actually do it right away. Um, mm. And then also, as good stewards of you coming on this show, we will make sure to invite some attorneys and other families on to talk about the deed theft and, and, you know, and other issues around people losing their homes in New York and across the country. So that's our paying it forward. And we will help to educate people and spread the message and if there's anything that we can do, uh, you know, at Until Freedom, I, the organization that my son and I are co-founders of, please mm -hmm. let us know because we want to be of assistance to you and, and other families. Thank you. Thank we you. appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you for your support. Thank you Thank so you. much. For all of the knowledge that you've given us, like this right here is, should be like an eight-hour class, like, mm -hmm. you know, because you have, you're so knowledgeable. You, you're so phenomenally beautiful. Oh man! You know, like wow. it doesn't make sense. So I, I, I said I got to get my life together. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I'll you help you. see you when they see you, they say if I, I can look like that, you know, I, I definitely need to make sure that I'm healthy and eating all the foods and living my life in a proper manner. So I just want to say, continue to be great, Queen. Continue to inspire, motivate, educate, and do it with everything you are. What you mean to this culture, we can't even put in words. And I'm blessed and honored to be able to have this conversation with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for job. having me. I love you. Thank you both. I appreciate you so much and all the massive work you do to uplift and heal our people on so many levels. Um, indeed, it's an honor to be with you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Hey, everybody, this is Carrie Champion, and I'm here to announce that the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards on April 27th. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. 
Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with your Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event you want to be at. You don't want to miss it because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get Mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get Mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. 
Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrands, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. I don't even know where to start. You know what? I feel like the last few weeks, our shows, it's been the entire time that we've been doing Street Politicians because everything from relationships and love to raising children to social justice and civil rights issues to our finance stuff, which I, I love the fact that we keep bringing finance back. Every single time I get off feeling like, I just need to figure it out. Now, one thing I will say, I need to, you know, obviously Queen of Fool was an incredible guest, but I do want to give Shonda Martin, who was two or three shows ago, um, where she was talking about credit and um, also the uh, uh, student don't uh, student debt forgiveness. We had her on to talk about all that, and she was talking about credit and things we need to do. She and I had a call after the show and talked through some of my personal stuff. And she really, really helped me. So from Queen Afua to Shonda Martin to Keisha Green to just so many individuals, obviously Earn Your Leisure and just so many people that we've had on the show, they're vetted. Like these people actually do the work that they say. And I think, you know, it's holistic. So it's money. It's, you know, our fighting for our rights. It's all of that. But you can't ignore what Queen Afua brings. What she brings is like the real stuff that we really have to be working on because you can't even get your money right and your body is not right. I say it all the time. You rich and you ain't healthy and you die before you spend any money, then what's the sense of getting a bunch of money for? You ain't going to live to spend it. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, health is wealth. You know, and if and what she's talking about is something that we all need to get in tune with. Like I told her, I'm getting a lot more in tune with my health, what it is that I eat, working out, you know, just getting back into a regimen. I once lived my life like that, you know, but one the hustle and bustle of life and, you know, just especially being frontline in this movement and doing this work that we do is always work need to be done. And sometimes you, you put your health and all these things on the back burner. And I realized that's not really a smart thing to do. So just listening to her just reinforced where I've been, you know, in the last couple of months, you know, mentally. Yeah, no, it, it was really good. I appreciate uh, Queen of Fool for coming on because, you know, she's like a big deal. So to have her on our show, it was really, really good. And she said the four and four. So we can't forget that. We want to make sure that people um remember the form four and i'll just tell you all what it was really quickly uh the four in four for seven days four out and four in so the four out would be meat dairy sugar and no eating after 6 p.m so meat dairy sugar and no eating after 6 p.m and putting into your system berries blueberries blackberries strawberries Eating avocado, which I absolutely hate. Like that is the worst to me. Um, drinking a green juice, which I don't have an issue with. And 16 ounces of water at different times a day. I missed exactly how many times, 
but lemon in the water. Um, and, 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 and she said, drink 16 ounces, which this is a 16 ounce bottle of just water. My brother, Jaden, uh, Smith, this is his water, you know, shameless plug for Jaden anyway. So, so, uh, you know, this is a 16 ounce, uh, bottle of water. So drinking that several times a day. So those are some of the things, and that was for wound care, but it sounds like something that works for any person who wants to start detoxing their system. The question we never was able to get to with her that I would like to know is for a person like me that I'm like terrible on a lot of things, how do I give up meat, dairy, and sugar, and not eat after six o'clock all at one time over a seven-day period? It seems like for me, that's a lot because... I can imagine if I don't eat meat, I'm going to be hungry. And then if I'm, and then, you know, dairy, fine, that's cool. Cause I've cut back on that tremendously. And then I'll probably be looking for sugar, but I guess I could eat berries. But then at six o'clock. You said you could eat fish, just don't eat meat, you know, get you. But at six o'clock, what if I'm starving? Cause I haven't had any meat. Anyway, she said, cut down. She said, cut back and you don't have to all the way cut it out. So just got to figure that out. It's a process, man. Piece by piece. You don't got, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. One step at a time. Now to, we go to my, I don't get it. There was a guy who brought his son to fight a little black boy. It looks like he was a little white, a, a white man. He brought his little son to the guy's home to fight him. I guess they got into some things, you know, back in the days in the hood, that's what they did. If y'all had a problem, y'all gonna fight, y'all gonna shake hands and you gonna go home. This grown man who brought his son, brought his son to fight, um, was said his son was getting beat. You know, his son was trying to fight. His son couldn't win. You know, usually in those situations, us as fathers, what my father would do when he thought I, he'd break it up, say, you got, you had enough, you wanna go and keep you going, you gonna fight, but he'll break it up. This grown ass man jumped in and started beating on the little kid. Mm. And it was like, and I just don't understand. I really didn't get the mind state from this grown. Now, what did he teach his son? What did he to, to be a coward that like I just didn't it really, it really bothered me watching this thing. And the little boy went home that he had a black eye, you know, he had scratches on his face. And I really was like, man. Somebody need to teach that that man a lesson so his child can learn something because he can't teach that that boy nothing because he don't even know what what manhood looks like you know so that that was something that really like troubled me I never even posted it yet I'll probably post it later you know it was it was really troubling to see where we that we've moved so far into this coward culture that I, you know that I constantly speak about that grown men are, are beating up on children there's no hose barred you know like. You know, the, the other day, young man punched a, a girl, beat a girl up in the supermarket. You know, the, yeah, they were arguing back and forth, cursing at each other, going back and forth. But this man saw it. They claim she slapped him. No, she didn't put, I seen the whole thing. She didn't slap him. He was in her face, called her names. And then she got, she got close to him with the camera and she put, he put his hand in her face like this. And then she smacked his hand down. And then she swung like to, and he weaved it. She was no real threat to him. He shouldn't so, even. So, you, so she did not slap him. No way. She did not slap him. She swung and he moved back. He said, "You better watch it." He kept putting his hands in her face to antagonize her. He knew what he was doing. He knew the more he point, he pointed in her face, had his hand 
like that she was going to swing. So she swung. She didn't really get into like back and forth, but she did swing at him. He weaved it, and he wasn't in no immediate danger. He still stood there, calling her all types of names. They called each other names. For me, it's like, why are you engaging in that with a woman like that? Like, what what makes you sit there for about ten minutes going back and forth with this woman for what? Like, what is it going to benefit you? How do how do you benefit from it? And I think that's where. You know, I, I say people like, oh, you, you don't want to hold women accountable. I do want to hold women accountable. I think she was she was wrong. I think to get in any man's face and, and want to fight him when you can't beat him doesn't really make sense, right? I think that I'm definitely a hold you accountable. It's not it's not a smart thing to do. She was 100% wrong. She shouldn't even engage in that. But for me, and what I always say is that I hold the man to a higher standard, meaning that he is the more physical, stronger. He knows what he can do to physically harm her. Just like me arguing back and forth with a, a, a teenager. I know the teenager can't beat me, whether it's a boy or a girl. I'm not going to engage you like I would engage an adult person in some mm -hmm. physicality. It doesn't make sense. So I'm holding men to a higher standard when there's an interaction with a woman I, all the time. I'm never going to say that a man is justified in punching and beating a woman like he would a man. I don't care what the situation is. So people can get mad at me or whatever it is. I don't care how angry she gets. I don't care if she talk about your mother. I don't see all of that there. Yes, there's, I've grabbed, I've shooken, you know, I've actually seen men slap women, which I don't agree, but there are situations where those type of things transpire in the heat of the moment. But the punching of a woman like you punching a man, that for you to literally beat up on a woman like she's a, uh, a six foot, 200 pound man is something that I will never be able to understand. You know what I'm saying? I'll never, I'll never be able to justify it. You can't justify it to me. You can't tell me, but she did this, but she said that there's no justification in the world for that for me. So this, I don't care how many times you come on my page. I don't care how many times you call me names, whatever you want to call me, you will never be able to tell me why you are punching and kicking and beating on a woman like she is a wrestler in the MMA. It just ain't gonna never make sense to me. So. Well, you started off with the man with the kid, but you finished on- Yeah, but I wanted to say it's cause it's all coward culture, man. It's all like, what we are men, these are not men cause men have different understandings and they hold themselves to a higher standards and they understand that they are of a higher standard, especially when there's interactions with people who you know that you physically dominate. You know what I'm saying? Every man has, if you're a man, you understand that. Males, they don't have that. They rather prey on the weak because they don't even want to engage with people that who are physically equal to them because they wouldn't have that same energy with somebody who's physically equal to them. So that's what I'm trying to say. So, you know, I wanted, it's, it's all, it's all what I call ingredients, and symptoms of coward culture, man. So that man who hit that child, somebody need to catch him and whip his ass. Like somebody, if it's the kid's father, need to really whip him well on his ass. Whip him and then talk to his son and say, this is what happened. Men had a disagreement. They fought like men. We shake hands. You don't never engage in, with no kid. That's a coward. Somebody need to whip his ass so he could teach, so they could teach his kid. I think, how old were these kids? They probably looked about 10, 10 or 11 years yeah, old. And I think, and here's what I think about that. I think that it doesn't shock me that the father jumped into the fight because 
I understand your point that if two kids have a problem and we need to facilitate them being able to get their aggression out, because sometimes people just super aggressive, you super mad, y'all want to fight anyway, every day you're talking about fighting, fighting, fighting. So let's go ahead and let y'all fight so we could get past this. My daddy did. I understand that. But I don't think your father did that at 10 years old. I think yes, he did. Ten, my daddy did it. He did it. My, I don't think that father. that's... I personally do not think it's healthy. I think that at 10 years old, 10 mm -hmm. and 11, I'm talking about 10 and 11. I'm not talking about 12. Younger than. They probably was about eight. Okay, so I'm not talking about 12. I'm not talking about 13. I'm talking about at 10 years old. And if you're saying even younger than that, I personally think the way you deal with two 10-year-olds, 10-year-olds, and if you're saying possibly eight, nine years old, but let's just say 10, right? Is that you, the parents and the children need to get together and try to settle whatever it is that they're dealing with. Because first of all, whatever it is that 10 year olds are going through, right? Unless these are 10 year olds that just got serious issues. But if they 10 year olds, whatever it is they're going through is probably something that by them being forced to spend time together, they could actually become friends. If you force them, you come to my house, I go to your house and the parents say, no, we going to McDonald's or whatever, wherever. Let me not say McDonald's. Let me say Sylvia's, right? Please. I want to be promoting other people's stuff. You don't so, want the nasty ass food, in This is true. So you know, if so from, from my perspective, if at 10 years old at now, by the time you get to 12, 13, 14, it's a different situation, right? But at 10, you should be able to try to teach nonviolence at that point as much as possible and to teach critical thinking skills and conversations and being able to work things out. Because I don't think the 10 year olds are just inherently violent is that this is what they're being taught, that the way to address issues is to fight. But I don't think that's just inherently in them. So I understand your point. And I'm not, and I'm not saying I trust and believe I am not in any way, because I know when my child was 10 years old, if somebody hit him or if something happened, he'd be coming home to tell me he already had the fight. And now he got to go to whatever punishment. And I never. I was never the parent to go, you know, to tell him, oh, why would you get into a fight? Because at that time, he wasn't a kid that wanted to start fights, but he was always small. So people used to always pick on him or try to start stuff with him. So I, I'm not trying to say I don't get it, Mice. All I'm saying, though, is that at 10, at 10, I would hope that the parents get together and force the children to sit down and work through whatever the problem is before you bring your child to fight another child. And if you are bringing your child to fight another child, especially more than likely, you know your child is, is, is probably afraid or not prepared or whatever. When you do that, what you're actually doing is causing trauma. And it's not far-fetched that you might jump in the fight or, or, or do something to hurt the other kid when you see that your child is not getting the best of them. Because you already making the wrong decision, in my judgment, off the from the beginning. Well, I hear you, and, and that's a perspective, and I'm not and I'm not taking that perspective from you. But I mean, I grew up in the era 
where they were one-on-ones, right? With people's father, you be in the park and y'all fight on the basketball court and he get punched in the face and he'll run home and his father bring him back and say, what happened? And he would say, yeah, he did this and I punched him in the face. And his father said, well, you got to fight. Tell his son, well, you got to fight him one-on-one. You, you ran home, you ain't running, ain't no run. You go fight him one-on-one. And my father would do the same thing. And we would fight and at the end of it, they look at each other. They wouldn't let us hurt each other too much. They'd break it up and say, okay, Y'all got it out your system. Now you shake hands and we're going to go back to being cool. And, and, and that's what we did. And most of my friends, before we became friends, we had a little fist fight, a little altercation. And, and our fathers or friends got in the middle, let us get that out. And we became best friends after. I mean, that's what I grew up in. But I understand okay. is, there is a situation, you know, if you can teach a nonviolent. Because what happens, what, what I think what happens as men, right, when you sit there, and your son already got punched in the face, and then you go home, and he done ran home to you, and you sit there and say, okay, we're gonna, how do we talk it out? What happens is, your son is already tagged a certain way, that he can get punched in the face, and they gonna, he's, he's gonna squash it. His mother, they're gonna sit you down, they're gonna take you out, and he's gonna have a fun time. And, and there are other bullies and things of that nature that are gonna prey on that. Of course. So I, so that's 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 the era that I know that happens. I've watched right. once they see you get punched in the face of the park and you run home and your mother comes out and say everybody's gonna be friends. But not you know, your mother. See, that's why dads matter. But even dads if it's your dad, matter. it doesn't matter who. Well, I think because so. the reality yeah. is no, it doesn't. Because once we realize that you soft, we don't care how tough your father is. No, I ain't saying, I'm not be... talking about, but I'm not talking about being tough. It's not about being tough, but there is a certain presence that a dad has, right? That I think does make the difference in terms of how other people respect or don't respect you. And I know even from when I was young, my mother was always the one to show up at school because my father was a correction officer. He could be working, you know, just crazy hours. And it did mean something different from the teachers. We've already been talking about earlier, the whole issue of, you know, uh, uh, professionals putting their hands on um on on people's kids now let me say we were already talking about how people will kill you about their children and we just want to say to be clear this man that hit a child about his child that don't go in the category of what we were talking about no. no way shape or form does that go in the same category so let's just get that clear so nobody says well y'all said no if it's a a a, a a grown person and a child, a man and a woman, it's just wrong, period. So that's where we stand on that. But I do think that like, you know, when, when my dad would show up, it gave me a lot more clout in the building. You know, your dad is, is here. When my dad's voice, that rumble in his voice, when he spoke, people respected that. And I think we do have to find ways to get more dads, because it's not that the dad is not in the home, but you know, your provider, you got all these things going on. And dads actually do need to show up. You know, it's not an everyday thing, because that's what a lot of most moms, they get with the moms, they make the cookies, they do the thing, they, you know, whatever. But every once a month or so, dads need to be on the playground. Mm -hmm. Dads need to be walking around because I think that does provide something for your kids. And again, I'm going back to the original point. It doesn't mean that sometimes you don't have to get, you know, make sure your kids have a safe fight and so that people could get their aggression out. It doesn't mean to your point, the bully, 
that absolutely exists, that they see you in this situation and nothing is done about it. But I think that there would be less initial problems if we had more, if we facilitated more fathers just being in the building to check out what's going on with kids. I mean, I can, I can agree to a certain degree, but I also agree, believe that when you're a young kid, you are, you are setting your boundary. You're creating who you are. You're creating what you will stand for and what you're not. And, you, and that cannot be defined by who you come to the park with, who you stand next to. You can have the toughest cousin. Your father can be the coolest person, all of these things. Once they think that you soft and you can be a pushover, they're going to push you over. And that's one thing that you have to establish on your own that you're willing to stand up for yourself in these situations. So, you know, I am definitely not opposed to somebody having a one-on-one -on -one and getting it off their chest and going home and shaking hands because that's what I grew up in. And that's, that was, you know, that was something that was needed in order to establish that you were going to defend yourself at any time. I, I hope we, I, I hope we can, not live in that world one day i hope so too but since the beginning, you got some kids out here that don't want to fight and that's what i'm trying to tell you there's always been those kids that don't want to fight but in order to protect yourself you better have somebody that's going to defend that's why they hire security right there's some people that don't got security and they got security guards they got we got army people that go to war every time war is one of the oldest professions in this world if you look back to the beginning even why I not? Answer, because the, why not? because that, that's oh, one of them, but the other one yeah. is selling too cheap. But exactly. that's a whole different yeah, well, and not just selling it, people stealing it and 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 yeah, trading it without the, without the woman's approval. So that's that's that trade in Tucci has is one of the first, the first. oldest. Uh what what uh what do you call it? What is it? Professions. Professions. Commodities. Commodities. There we go. There we go. And with that said, it's been another great episode. Much love to Queen of Four. Make sure that you follow her, get her items, get her books. Just read up on her. She is just phenomenal. Her, her enlightenment, her education, her spirit and everything. And, and, and I ain't even asked her age, but I know if she's been doing this for 52 years and she but says she's a she teenager in 69. So and she said exactly at 16, she started and she was doing it for 50. That's already 70 years right there. So I ain't look, that's damn near 70. And she looked like she in the day over 42. So black don't crack, but when you edge when you when you eat the right things mm. and you put the right things in your body, then it's it just shine and glow like it's supposed to. So shout out to her. Um, another great episode, man. Number one. Number one, man. We number one. Street politicians, baby. Make sure you tune in. Let us know what you want to hear, who you want us to interview. Give us some feedback. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. But just tell us something, man. Once again, I'm not going to always be right. Tamika D. Mallory is not going to always be wrong, but we will both always, and I mean always, be authentic. Peace. Listen to Street Politicians on the Black Effect Network on iHeartRadio. And catch us every single Wednesday for the video version of Street Politicians on iWomen.tv. That's how we own it! 
AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. I'm late. I'm late. Three very important dates. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. 